When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, how about them damn Celtics? And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Saturday, December 30th. Uh, and we are here after the Celtics win over the Raptors. Sorry, they had a back-to-back, almost said Pistons. Two wins. Picked up two wins at the Garden, back-to-back over the Pistons and the Raptors. We've talked about both of those games individually. Make sure to go check those out. Also, Sam, I did end up looking. You were right. I uploaded... Uh, talking C's. However, it went up as unlisted for some reason, but oh. it did go up eventually. So I don't know what happened, but it is yeah, out now. this so morning. Go, yeah, go check out the latest talking C's as well because something got glitched. Uh, I imagined uh, in a rush. Like when I woke up today and I saw it, I was like, "Oh, I imagine Jack discovered it had not been uploaded and went into a state." Yeah, well, I, it wasn't panic; it was just confusion because, like, I mean, th- there's no schedule for that to go up. But right, um, I got talking C's with Bobby Kuritsky as well. Um, that said, without further ado, to kick off the show. Let's give away some popcorn. The last popcorn giveaway of this year. Uh, it is the end of the year. Pull it up. End of 2023. It is It is time for 2024, but we're still giving out popcorn. Like it's, uh, I was going to make some sort of joke, like it's 1999 or like some some millennial joke, but shut up I'm just going to shut up. Embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> he wanted some popcorn. Who's going to win? 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 It is... About time. Oh, <laughs> one of the OGs in the comments. Subliminal Keys, keys. sixteen seventy four. Congratulations! You Bad will win a ten dollar gift card to Impopnito. Email us at hbtcpod at gmail with your contact information. Was it name, email address, which we'll have, and phone number? Bingo, and we'll get yeah. you set up to mm-hmm. uh, get ten dollars. You can buy a bag, pick from I guess over a hundred flavors. My dad informed me I was, I was mistaken. So you can get <laughs> sweet, savory, spicy, seasonal. They got it all over 100 flavors. Check it out. Even if you didn't win, great treats to have. Mm-hmm. A lot of different flavors. Uh, my personal favorite is the cheddar infused or cheddar disguised caramel, I should say. Big fan of that. But congrats to Salomna Keys. And we're going to get into our first, uh, we'll call it an activity of the podcast. Uh, the end of year hbtc awards uh maybe we do this every year we'll make a background next year but we thought of this like 10 minutes before we started recording and threw it together but it is the end of 2023 uh this time last year i think we had 120 subscribers um something like big that. year <laughs> yeah big year i just remember last october we were celebrating hitting 100 subscribers uh when i was in ireland and then the summer we were celebrating hitting a thousand and now we're almost close to celebrating hitting 2000. Uh, and a lot of you guys uh, have joined along the way and we appreciate you very much. Um, but we're going to be doing end of year awards. So the first award we're going to be doing is player of the year. Now, Sam and I came up with four nominees for each of these awards. Um, however, we have not come up with the winners yet. So that's going to be the point of the discussion. The nominees that we put together here um I think I came up with these before Sam got in the sheet. So if you disagree with one of these nominees, you can. 
Player of the year, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Derek White, or Al Horford. Now, you could have gone with Porzingis or uh, Drew over Horford, but Horford was here for the end of last season as well, so mm-hmm. I figured those four would probably make the most sense for this award. I think the answer is pretty clear, in my opinion, because uh, I'm not going to get recency bias, uh, you know, get a hold of me, but I'm curious to know what, what your vote is for player of the year for the Celtics is. Well, this is Cali has to be Tatum. Yeah. Even though you could be like dropped his shoes uh, last, I don't know, February-ish. He had that super mm. cool Kobe trophy, sucked up until the playoffs. And then to begin this season, he's mostly not been good. So you could say 2023, not a great Tatum year. If you really want to have a big discussion on this, you could be like Derek White. Big year for Derek White, stepped up big. He's really found his footing with the Celtics, but I think it's Tatum. Best guy it's got to be Tatum. He's to just be. held to a really high standard, which is why uh, he's yeah. he's in the crosshairs quite a bit for me. Yeah, and for all of the shooting struggles Tatum has, it is important to note that he is also seeing the most pressure by far in a team that has a lot of guys that could be uh, having th- pressure thrown at them. So Jason Tatum's going to be the winner. If you, if you threw out favorite player of the year for the Celtics fan base, I think D. White might have a pretty fair shot at winning that one. Um, but for player of the year, we're going to go with Jason Tatum. We might end up throwing these in polls on the channel to see who y'all think uh, would win. Maybe they'll go up in the YouTube community tab. So check that out after. We'll see if I end up uh, uploading it. But <laughs> Next category is best game of the year. This is calendar year, 2023. Uh, nominee number one is game seven versus the 76ers. Nominee number two is game six versus the Heat. Obviously, the D-White game winner capping it off. Number three is Tatum game winner versus Philly in the regular season last year. Uh, and number four is the Pistons lose 28 games straight. Very recent one. Um, my answer, I have mine. I, I think it's game seven in Philly. Curious to know what you think. Against Philly. Game seven versus Philly. Like ga- like playoffs, game seven. Yeah, you Philly. said at Philly. I, I said against Philly. You sure didn't. I, I meant against Philly. <laughs> game seven versus Philly. Uh well a lot of a lot of great games to pick from. Game seven, massive win, absolute whomping. It's exactly what you want to see out of a game seven as a fan. Stress-free, a celebration that the series is over. We had game six versus Miami, which kind of sucked at the end until Derek White put the ball in the basket, but mm-hmm. it was a colossal meltdown from the Celtics. They're up ten with four minutes to go, and then they should have lost, but they didn't. You had the regular season game in Philadelphia where Tatum hit the game winner off the classic Tatum starts in the backcourt, catches the ball, and gets to make a decision play. And then, of course, the Pistons losing 28 straight at the Garden was uh, a monumental comeback for the Celtics, and it was a juiced game. Like Felt like it was a big-time playoff game, despite it was the best team versus the worst team in the league. <laughs> and I don't know. That game had some good juice. I thought it provided yeah. some good moments. Like you had some good Derek White moments, good Christoph's Porzingis closer. I will vote for that one just because I think uh we're putting all our favorite ones first on the on these polls. So uh, like if we keep doing the reading, it's like, oh yeah, the first one won again. Because <laughs> because we brainstormed these nominees. That's true. So you're going with the Pistons game as the best game of the calendar year. Wow, is that, that's a, I, it was a it was an incredible. It game. was a great game. Like, like just... objectively, from a basketball standpoint, in terms of entertainment value, 
Yeah, probably. Like, okay, it had the juice going into wow. it in in December, late December, a regular season game where people were like, "Oh shit, Pistons are in town." Mm-hmm. Got to give it to the Pistons. They yeah. played their asses off. They did their part, but the Celtics came out on top. Can't complain too too much. Yeah, I think Game Six versus Philly, which we didn't even nominate, should have had a pretty good shot too. In hindsight, um, tough game all around. And Tatum came in clutch at the end and cut a tore the hearts out. Uh, yeah, okay. Split decision there. Uh, I won game seven against the Sixers. You can go for it. Uh, no, I'll bold them both. I'll bold them both. We'll say we had a disagreement. Uh, all right, next category. Funniest moment of the year. Uh, number one, I'm going to make both Grant Williams. Uh, number two, LeBron's tantrum slash Pat Bev's camera. Number three, the NASA's headbutts Blake Griffin. And number four, Andre Drummond's free throw game. Uh, I think I know your answer. I don't think we're going to have the same one. So I'll let you start here, though. This is a really hard one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to rank them. Okay, sure. Because I think they are all great in their own respect. This is my favorite category. Out of all of them, I think that the LeBron tantrum was the least funny. Okay. It has the nicest longevity because I can be like, why look I added... how much of an asshole he was. Yeah, I kind of wanted to add Pat Bev camera in there too to get the whole moment because that was funny. That was objectively hilarious. After that, I think that I'm gonna make both is third, even though mm. I love that moment. I'm surprised. Okay, because it was maybe the funniest game I've ever seen. Yes, because we were in the thing watching it and you were flipping out because you didn't believe in him, and I was like, no, 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 he's gonna make one. He shoots like 95 percent or whatever you're shooting, and he missed both. Then yeah. we find out he was talking smack, and then they lose the game. And then the Thanasis headbutt is my second-ranked choice because I forgot about that one, but at the time, it was hilarious. It was great. And Blake Griffin took Jalen Brown's mask and was like, yo, I might need this for protection. Yeah. yeah. And then you have uh, the Celtics following up 30 in, in the in-season <laughs> tournament. That was electric. That was also my winner. I thought you were going to pick Grant. Uh, the Andre German free-throw game was the funniest moment of the year. Yeah, in my opinion. I think far. it was too. Because you had people getting mad about it online. Yeah. And, and the players themselves were mad about it. They were like, integrity for the game, which is the dumbest thing ever. Just I mean, that's that YouTube short we made of it was perhaps the funniest thing. It was just sending that man Andre Trevant to the free throw line. <laughs> like up 30, just sent him back. He, uh, he apologized to him after the game. Everything about that was perfect. It was great. That was That was the funniest moment of the year for the Celtics, for sure. All right. Um, next category is best pod moments. We have some HBTC categories here. Uh, some of these are from the videos on the channel. Some are from full length pods on the channel. Just another, you know, nudge, nudge. Go watch all the videos on the channel. We drop a video 5 a.m. every day. We never say that. We just kind of assume people know. We drop videos every day if you just listen to the podcast for some reason. So make make sure to watch. We say, I say it every every pod. <clears throat> At the end, yeah, I know. I, I never say it, I guess. I I, I, I kind of, you know, rolls off. It, it doesn't connect that some people might just listen. Um, nominee number one for best pod moment, the Jakob Pertl game, when Sam and I broke down the film and just started laughing at Jakob Pertl for 20 minutes. Uh, number two is Oleg Balcharowski, in parentheses, just the entire Summer League series. I know a lot of people enjoyed it, so it's a big moment. Number three was Jason Tatum makes us buy shoes, which is we said if Tatum drops 40 uh, in this game, we'll buy his shoes. And then he dropped 51 <laughs> and we bought his shoes. And we, we did. We had a, I also got Tatum's for Christmas, I by the way. I continue to so, buy his shoes. Which one did you get? 
Uh, they're like the all white ones with the neon like trim. With I'll sh- I'll bring them up later. They're very good. These ones. <clears throat> Big fan. Uh, yes, very cool. I, uh, I think yeah, very cool. Great, great datums. Um, no, no, I don't think so. I think they they have like the vice color, like uh, trim or something like the the neon. I'll, I'll need to find them. I'll bring them up later. On okay. The um, three or last one is the March Madness brackets. When we had brackets, we did cereal, we did Sam haircuts, we did a bunch of random stuff. Um, so that was the, the fourth. Sam so, bracket was okay. electric. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, if we so, did that now, it would be excellent. We we we, we should we jump. We'll bring it back in early. March. We'll bring it back in March. <laughs> We're not going anywhere. <laughs> We're going to shut down by February. Is that the point? um all right so what do you what do you think and I'll, I'll, you went first and last one i'm gonna go the best pod moment um i think of the march brackets the march brackets were super fun i think a lot of people enjoyed them we got a lot of comments about them i was considering the tatum by shoes and, and i mean the yaka Purtle thing was hilarious and summer league series was super fun too with the highlights but the march brackets i i think even though we didn't have as many people watching it was just a really fun thing to do because it caused a lot of disagreements i thought it was entertaining when we did the march stuff we literally would go like a half hour just doing a bracket. On, it was on great. Nonsense. So and those of you that like it the again. rat list and stuff, get ready for March because we'll oh, yeah. do that again. It'll be great. But my favorite moment from the pod was the Yaka Perto game. I think yeah. that was maybe the funniest piece of content we both <laughs> did like this year. Like I think we both had moments where we had like good rat list stories or whatever. But I think as a whole, that video was not intended to be that. And it wound up just being utterly ridiculous in a way we were breaking down film and just, we were like, wait a minute, this guy's getting murdered every single time. <laughs> so, so that'll be my vote. Oh man. Ben, <laughs> I ha- I already found it. Cause I know, I knew exactly which video it was. I wonder if we can find a clip of us roasting Yaka Pertle. I have it. I'm on just going to hold on. Oh wait, I think I already it. have it. <laughs> I just looked for me dying Maybe laughing. They're like holding their film session. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> so I think this will, dig deeper and get them to remember how to play defense more than the coach actually Pirtle's not even on the floor that's how you know it turns into a mess <laughs> this is just us laughing at the well they're they literally i remember this moment because i said it looks like they're trying to run an offside trap in soccer because porzingis <laughs> is right on the back shoulder of ananobi and he's about to get a wide open jam uh, so bad Pirtle was so rough in this game and he just had no idea what to do wait here's Pirtle. here's the man uh, he's gone. I think we watch this one. Okay, off the ball, two-man action between Jalen and KP here. Look, sets so a fake screen. Now you have one person driving to the rim, and you have to worry about that. And Yaka Pertle once again comes in too deep, tries to overcorrect, and see ya. <laughs> Pertle had no chance. That was, yeah, that was top tier. Good choice. <clears throat> Good choice. All right, so I went March brackets, you went Pertle. The March brackets are going to be a lot more fun this year, I think, too, which is great. I'm very excited to bring those back now that you, I, I forgot they happened. Give us some March bracket ideas in the comments. Mm-hmm. We'll maybe write them down or something. We might have to do a Sam and a Jack bracket this year for the people. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action NFL. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including you got spreads, you got your player props, you got over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. 
FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Worst pod moment. Going from the best to the worst. Worst pod moment nominees. Number one, post Marcus Smart trade pod. I'm going to make it pods because we had to do the Malcolm Brogdon one, retract the Brogdon one, and then put up the smart one. Uh, both are still up on the channel. So if you want to see the true dichotomy of man, you can go watch them both. Um, You're like, yes, let's go. And then we, had, I literally rolled out of bed at midnight and sat in this chair miserable for 20 minutes. <laughs> it was uh, it was something special. Um, nominee number two was pod breakdown. After game five versus Philly, we need the context in this because this never saw the light of day. So after the Celtics lost game five against the 76ers, I was at the garden and we were both very upset, obviously. And um, there was no it's so packed in playoff time in the garden that there was no good place for me to record. So I was just in the media place, like trying to be quiet. But Sam kept yelling. And so I couldn't talk because no one would hear me because Sam was yelling. And when Sam and when I talk and Sam's also talking, I have trouble hearing Sam. And so it was just a mess. And I just go, Sam, if you won't let me talk, I'm going to leave. Then he just starts yelling again. And I just left the room and I left for like 10 then minutes. Talk, then talk. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, I, I don't even know. It was if a big pissing contest of like, who was going to communicate first. It was bad. <laughs> and then we, we Radio's came back island. and we finished. If you look through the video after game five against the Sixers, you can find like a cut and you'll understand what happened but that was one uh number three is post game seven heat pod uh and number four is the rain and jay's jeopardy disaster where every question was too hard and they got everything wrong yeah i put um, the jeopardy board yeah. together and i was like well john Krellis wrote a book on celtics history so i don't want him to just be able to easily dominate so i'm gonna make this really hard and like one of my questions was like which celtic point guarded a double double against the orlando magic in the playoffs in 1995 <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go. I, I think the post game five Philly where we left the call was the worst moment though. It, yeah, that was, that was so bad. It's, it's so hilarious. Bad. But at the time we were just heated, like not mad <laughs> yeah, at each yeah. other per se. We were so mad at the team that it boiled over and yeah. it, it ruined the recording for at least a little bit. <clears throat> it was bad. I, I didn't know if we were going to have a pod that morning. Uh, but uh, next one, we have funniest Sam hate take. Uh, nominees number one all things scal just any the two for ones the player is hurt anything like that uh number two tatum's poor shot selection little recency bias however it tracks uh number three is just threes all the threes you've it's been a lot better this year but the end of last year all the threes was very point uh and number four is the trifecta i dubbed it levine randall zion and just those three players because they they get the heat uh, I mean, obviously the goat Sam hate take is LeBron, but it didn't feel as strong this year. So, uh, same thing with Dame, but Dame is in another category. You will soon hear. So, uh, I'll go first since this is your category. So I'll let you have mm. the final say. I'm going to say the office threes meme is the best, <laughs> the like funniest that? Sam hate take. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Uh, I like the, well, one, I like the office meme and it was 
that was such a constant. They just keep fucking shooting. Stop fucking shooting threes. Yeah, why well, have the um, threes bag up there? The bag, the bag, the bag is probably the funniest. We should have put that under funniest pod moment. I don't Pull up the short. The bag. Um, right. Pull it up. That can go with the threes. Yeah. I, I'll your, back you on three, that. Three is your answer? Okay. Just because see. of the bag. I think the bag might have been my best thing that I did all The year. bag was great. Bad might might have been one of the best pod moments. We should have included it, to be honest. Uh, here it is. Just lost game five to the 76ers. Uh, just go ahead, Sam. Take it over. Yeah, I have a bag over my head. <laughs> I have a bag over my head. <laughs> you know why? Because I'm ashamed to support this team. <laughs> Very good. Very good. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, second to last category here. Rat of the year. I'm going to bring uh, Matt up a little early just for this category. Rat of the year. Four nominees. Damian Lillard, number one. Thanasis Antetokounmpo, number two. Kayla Martin, number three. And Sam's Internet, number four. Now, I think this is a two-man race, in my opinion. I think it's a Dame versus Sam's Internet runaway. Curious, I'll, I'll let you give your answer first, though. Well, I think the Internet is like the juggernaut, yeah. number one rank. It's Goliath. But I do think Thanasis deserves a shout, because every time I mm. see him, I get angry. <laughs> if you watch any Bucks game, he doesn't play, but you do see him. He's out mm. there trying to make his presence known. He's walking up and also Nick Nurse des- uh, deserves a shout, but uh, I guess maybe not. This was not the year of Nick Nurse, but much sure. like Nick Nurse, the Nasses up and down the bench for no reason, for no reason at all. Moving around at uh, the Nasses, the poster boy for nepotism. But I will say the Internet. Internet's yeah. awful. Uh, <laughs> has caused many of issues throughout the course of the year. So, yeah, I think that's the winner. Definitely. All right. Final category is commenter of the year. Now, I want to make this clear that everybody who comments, we very much appreciate. We read. I know I still do. I read every single comment. I wake up every morning. I read the comments. It's still insane to me that this many people not only listen to what we have to say, but care enough to respond. And I I think that's dope. So we appreciate you all Mm -hmm. very much. Um, We couldn't stick to just four on this. And so we have, I think, seven different nominees for this award uh, because they kept, just kept coming to mind. Um, number one is uh, RJ, obviously, uh, the email king. Uh, always been there since Summer League. Number two is Joey Spatulas, legend of the chat. OG fan. <clears throat> yes, yes. Number three, Michael Hilly, legend of the channel. Legend he follows us on Twitter as well. Same thing with John Smyers, another nominee. John uh, OG. At- as well mm-hmm. OG as is birthday boy Philip Hart another happy nominee birthday, Philip yes thank you happy birthday uh Jared another nominee OG the last playoff mm-hmm. and last one speaking of OGs the OG of OG Landon that uh, is also a nominee from the beginning <clears throat> yeah now this is like I, I don't know what to pick for this one this is tough because I, I think all of them deserve I mean the fact that they're there shows it and if we forgot anybody um we shout out Sean, shout out ILL. They, they deserve to shout as well. I had their They're beef funny. as a nominee, but then we were like, we have too many. And then we added more. Yeah. So they yeah. honorable mention Sean versus ILL. Honorable mention Pete uh, Viskins. I, I think that's yep. what it is. Um, 
everybody. Justin Mills. Uh, shout out everybody who comments. Josh. We appreciate you. Josh. Yes, absolutely. Um, we have commenters that are the I'll be there no matter what me. Just yeah. every video. So thank you very much. We got World Be Free, Ramsey's. Um, forgive me if I'm missing anybody, but we have a Dana lot of White. <laughs> UFC Dana, Dana White. White yep, UFC Dana White. <laughs> Ramsey's the god. Uh, Justin Mills, I already said. Subliminal Keys, who won What's Poppin' this year. I know Dave uh, is a guy who just found us, but he's been there in the comments every time. It's we good appreciate that we can give them something. The, the popcorn yeah. giveaways. We, we can give you something for... Uh, you know coming out every time so yeah. we appreciate all of you og phil cool genuine phil the beast yep. the pregame legend Burkin. i haven't seen Burke in a million years my dad uncle dan obviously the goats joe my cousin everybody comes in mrs lafrance on the facebook henry um but this is tough i i think i have to go rj for commenter of the year though. rj i think that has to be devoted the commenters i've ever seen yeah rj is essentially a part of the show he has great insight. He cares. He he is very thoughtful in his emails. He he does a great job. He does the alliteration. So Jack sounds like a moron trying to read it. <laughs> Just all all things RJ are great. He puts in the work. So I think RJ is uh, going to get the appreciation. But we appreciate yeah. everybody. Yeah, we appreciate all y'all. Like I said, it's always crazy to me that this many people listen. But I think that that wraps up the 2023 end of year awards, HBTC awards. Uh, all right, that's the end of the pod. Thank you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Um, all right, we'll move on. Next Celtics thing we have is uh, Udonis Haslam and Bam Adebayo have walked back their Bill Russell hatred a little, a little bit. Um, I don't know exactly where they said this, but um, <laughs> was Bam. He said, we all respect Bill Russell. I think this was a pregame in like a scrum. Said we all respect Bill Russell for what he's done for us as players and as black people and all the stuff he had to go through. Just to be clear, that air before people start talking about that, we all know we respect that man. And then Haslam said, "Listen, man, I got to apologize. It wasn't about Bill; just about the rivalry and how I feel about the Celtics. But I won't take back my statement. You'll never see a jersey of a Heat player hanging those fucking Raptors." And I think we were pretty clear in our our standpoint that it wasn't that he hated the Celtics like I, I wouldn't want a heat jersey in the Celtics rafters either so I understand the frustration of of not wanting that jersey in the rafters and I understand why um Shaq said it too like n- not not that it's Bill Russell but like seeing a Celtics jersey up there probably gets you annoyed but just like that's not not the person to pick the bone with is the problem Bill Russell never played against your team <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, he he had nothing he had no uh no heads up for uh or no heads up, no headspace for the Miami Heat. Miami Heat did not exist until Bill Russell was coaching the Sacramento Kings. Bill Russell has <laughs> Heat fans should have no beef with Bill Russell. Mm. None. I I don't think, and I think that's what Haslam was saying. He's like, I didn't mean, like, I didn't mean to make it about Bill. It was about the well, Celtics, but but you did, but you did make it about Bill though when you, you said, said fuck F. Bill Russell. Russell. <laughs> yeah, like that's so. Uh, I appreciate the apology. That that would um, be like me being like fuck Jack, but it has nothing to do with Jack. <laughs> yeah, it's actually about Duke. I just, Jack was. Yeah, I fucking hate Duke <laughs> and dogs in general. So fuck Jack. Uh, but uh, they both apologize. It is what it is. Uh, course they did as was like thank you for uh giving my podcast that i really don't need to have attention uh our plan worked and tune in next episode because uh we're gonna slander another nba great 
Who's it going to be? We're going to spin a wheel and find a way. Well, Shaq, you know, Shaq, Shaq said he didn't want uh, Michael Jordan in the rafters in Miami either, which that one makes a bit that's more fair. Sense. That is weird. <laughs> well, Shaq said no Bill Russell and Michael Jordan. He lumped them in together. Yeah, um, but, but like Haslam didn't even talk about Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. Uh, all right. Next thing we got Jalen Brown talking about Luke Cornett. This was after Cornette's big game against the Pistons. We talked about the game on the pregame, or excuse me, the postgame pod that dropped at 5 a.m. yesterday morning as you're listening to this. Um, but Jalen said, Luke's the ultimate teammate. Great locker room guy. Gets along with everybody. He's funny, so he kind of uplifts everybody, even in moments where he might not want to laugh. Then on the court, he's just all reliable. He had a great game today, but Luke is the ultimate teammate. Uh, I just thought it was a fun quote, and, and I, I wrote about Luke today. Uh, and Luke had some like really cool perspective about being a role player and maybe not knowing when your minutes are coming up uh, and just sort of his pathway to this point. Um, He said uh, that I feel like I thought um, I was there earlier in my career talking about like focusing on himself, but I feel like there was quite a bit of suffering in my career and it opened it up where you just realize you're playing for yourself. Then when it wasn't going well, it was always still kind of about yourself. Uh, And he said, just doing anything for yourself is not a very higher fulfilling goal. Talked a lot about, wanting to be, you know, more for the team, talked about how his life as a husband and father, all this stuff, you know, made him realize that being for doing things for other people is better Then talked about it. I was time in Maine, you know, made it a focus of we're here as a team. Let's just figure it out and do it together and be better together. Uh, and then it, it was just a very well thought out answer. You can read the whole quote because I'm butchering it in my, in my Celtics blog article, shameless plug, but hearing that and then hearing Jalen talk about how Luke uh, is such a good teammate, Made me question why people hate hate him so much. Because one of the only comments on that Celtics blog article I wrote about him is, oh, correct it for you. He's the fourth string center, actually. I'm like, you're really missing the point here, brother. What are we doing? It is true. Like, people put a lot of energy into, like, the backup big guys. Like, I have friends that, like, really, really stand by that they think Tice sucked. It's like I have friends that only text me about Luke Cornett. <laughs> Our group chat was the Luke Cornett, you know, basketball hate club or something for a while. I was like, what are we doing, guys? Come on. Like, if you're going to get mad, get mad at the guy firing up a million threes. Get mad at him. Don't get mad at Luke Cornett. He's out there trying his best, no matter what. And I think he's been pretty solid. Like, I think we've both been pretty consistent on that. Like, there's not a whole lot we all need out of Luke Cornett watching this team. He needs to go out there and have us not realize he's out there. And if we all realize he's out there for a positive reason, then it's just gravy. But if he's out there and holding his own and he's not being a detriment to the team, then he's absolutely doing his job as a backup rotation big guy. Same with Daniel Tice when Tice was here. Now Tice is gone and he's affectionately looked back on. But again, I have people that were like, Thank God Tice isn't on the team anymore. He sucked. It's like, well, maybe you think he sucked, but he was pretty solid for what they asked him to do. Luke Cornett is very solid for what they asked him to do. Nemius Kata, solid for what they asked him to do. Yep. That's what their job is, to go out there, give Porzingis, Al Horford a rest, and then come back to the bench and don't get murdered. That's it. <laughs> it's not a very high bar. Uh, focusing the energy on that doesn't make sense to me, but yeah, it's fun to hear what Jalen had to say about him. Uh, next Celtics thing we have 
<clears throat> excuse me, is Rondo talking about the Dwayne Wade incident. Now, if you're not familiar, uh, I'll pull up the clip. Let me let me see. It's probably easily findable on Twitter, Sam. While I find this, do you want explaining the background of the, uh, the incident? So way back when, in the hmm. 2011 playoffs, when Shaq was on the Celtics, even though he was – actually, I think he did play in this particular game. The Celtics were down 2-0 to Miami. In game three, Dwayne Wade – grabbed Rondo as Wade was falling to the floor and pulled him down along with himself. And Rondo broke his elbow, dislocated his elbow, hyperextended his elbow, something crazy. The clip is not pleasant to watch. Rondo stayed in the game. But there has been uh, rampant speculation for years that this was a dirty play. Here you go. Good luck. <clears throat> if, I if didn't know like sound on, things, but... Don't look at this. Yeah, it doesn't look pretty. His arm bends in a way it's not necessarily supposed to bend. Rondo stayed in this game and also played the next game because mm -hmm. he's a dog. But I know Bill Simmons was a big D-Wade did this on purpose. He's a dirty player guy. Yeah. And Rondo seems to feel that same way. He says that particular play, like I said, it was kind of a freak accident. We were teammates after that, so no, it's no bad blood. But I think he broke it on purpose or tried. He's a competitor. Rondo went on to clarify that he respects Wade as a competitor, so he doesn't necessarily think it was a dirty play, which is really kind of weird. I don't think it was targeting <laughs> me in the locker room or talks to take me out or anything like that. He was playing, trying to make a play on the ball, and ended up going, making a play on my elbow. He, like, contradicts hmm. himself. Yeah, I don't know. It, it it feels like he doesn't blame Dwayne Wade because they're friends, which is, you understand, right? You, you can't hold a grudge forever. Like, uh, at oh, least sure I can. can. Watch sure. me. But most people who can't hold a grudge forever, they've been teammates past that, I think, multiple times, right? Were they teammates on the Cavs, too, briefly? No, um, weren't teammates no? on the Cavs, but they did play together. In, we're teammates uh, in Chicago. But um, it sounds like he wants to make it clear, like, I have nothing against Dwayne Wade anymore, but I do think he did that at the time, um, which it does kind of look like he, he did mean to fuck him up at he the might time. Might have meant to injure him. I don't think he meant to injure him that severely. I think he meant to pull him down with him at the very least. I don't know. It's weird. They, they were they didn't like each other very much, those two teams at the time. Yeah, as we've heard a lot about this uh, last couple weeks. Clearly. Clearly. All right. Let's go to the email. Let's see what the people have to say. We have a lot of emails from a lot of different people. So <clears throat> let's check good. in, see what the people have to say. Seven emails since last Thank pod. Seven emails out. in three days. But as always, let's start with the goat from RJ. What's popping? A moment of gratitude. Morning, Jack. Morning, Sam. I'm going to veer off course. Uh, I'm going to veer off course a little bit and thank the two of you for all the hard work. Oh, shit. I wouldn't have read this on the pod if I knew this, this was. Uh, putting out an excellent podcast. Sam's comments about how the guys doing the OG pod could have just left out. Haslam's Bill Russell story reminded me that what gets in front of our eyes and ears is an editorial choice. You guys make good choices from how you handle gases, trade rumors to trying out new things with pod. Staying locked into what you enjoy doing, it all adds up to the show I look forward to every day. Even if actual Celtics news is thin on any given day, be well, RJ. So this is why you're the Thank commentary you of the much. year, RJ. This is why you're the commentary we of the year. We didn't even know about that. Well, I had read this before, but Jack <laughs> oh. didn't even know about this when he. Uh, I didn't know. Made his his call. I did not know, uh, but thank you, RJ. We appreciate you. 
excuse me very much, even though I, I do still have stuff in my throat, so I keep <coughs> pausing. Uh, next one from Sean in Incognito Winner. Sean, don't worry. Uh, I'm going to mark down the timestamp right now because your information is, in fact, in this email, so I'm not going to show it on the screen. <laughs> Sean's info. Uh, I just got to mark that down so I can edit it out. But Sean says... Hey, Jack and Sam, so excited to finally try and pop Nito. I'm torn between spicy and savory, so please let me know what your faves are. Gives his info. I've been watching slash listening to you guys be since before the name change. It's honestly so nice to see how popular the pod has gotten the past year. I can't watch the live streams as often anymore, but HBTC is my first listen every morning. Huge thank you for getting me and the rest of your loyal listeners. They're a boring summer with so much fun content. Also, did you know that HBTC is on Audible? Going to start listening there so I can rate it five stars. I did not. I did not know HBT was on Audible. That's cool. Uh, embarrassing story you may or may not find funny. Love it. The day the Seas played Game 7 versus Miami during the 22 Eastern Conference Finals, I was so anxious the entire day that I only had a bagel and coffee and didn't drink any water. The next Respect. morning, I woke up excited to buy the uh, New York Times. I live in NYC. And frames the Seas article. I stopped by a cafe to get a coffee and fucking fainted. <laughs> they called the ambulance and the fire department. First thing I said after they asked me if I had a long night was the Celtics are going to the finals. <laughs> so, I fainted because I was dehydrated and didn't eat much the day before. I also had an arrhythmia. My fault, but I blame the team. <laughs> Rat list one. People who take up subway seats with their bags. Put your bags or lap on the floor. Uh, I only do that if it's empty. Um to the NBA app. I watch most games on League Pass and it lags so much that I realize I'm about five minutes behind every game. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for reading and shout out to RJ for the fun trivia. Fingers crossed you beat the Pistons tonight or I might actually faint again. Didn't have to faint. <laughs> I bet yeah. you got real close though. <laughs> yeah, he, no, he might have fainted in the first half. Like <laughs> at halftime, he took a little bit of a snooze and he was a little bit re-energized for the second half. The uh, oh, the man. 21 point comeback was the defibrillator <laughs> on Sean as he uh, passed out. But man couple things take up subway seats with your bags very rough scene especially the subway it's kind of like understood you have to like be around other people it's an accessible yes. environment for that to yeah. the nba app i was watching uh the last couple of Celtics game on league pass because i was away audio i had to keep resetting it because the audio would be out of sync yep get it together yep. nba silver rat fuck instead of trotting out all these jerseys fix your app I don't know what you watch on, but the app on the phone, you can't turn closed captioning off. And so it just takes up half the screen. It, Mine doesn't it, have that. It's Mine does. I, I can't turn phone. it off. Yeah, I can't turn it off. It just doesn't go off. Oh, that's ass. bad. It's very bad. Thank you, Sean, very much. We appreciate you. Next one from RJ. What's popping? Never any doubt. This is from after the Pistons game. Even guys. So the C's got out rebounded. Outshot on threes, both total and percentage wise. And trailed by 19 at the half. That can mean only one thing. An OT victory against the worst team in the league to keep the home court record perfect. What I loved about the game was the third quarter. Celtics just played defense, got back into the game a little bit uh, at a time until they had tied up the game going into the fourth. Uh, this was not the most, this was not the beautiful game I imagined, but it was winning a game when quite frankly, they shouldn't have, but holiday led the team with rebounds. JT led the team in assistant steals and the Celtics did what champions do. Might've been ugly, but it was still a win. I hope we play better. All 48 against Toronto. Be well, RJ. Well, psych. You thought you thought they would. <laughs> you got about like uh, yeah. 38. <laughs> it was kind of an opposite game. Played yeah. very well in the first half. Shitty in the third quarter. And then a close. Both were close fourths. But um, yeah. <clears throat> Thank you, RJ, as always. Next one from Gerald Colston. What's popping, boys? Appreciation post. God, people. Very nice. Big thing. circle Thank jerk you. for us. Too, yeah, right. right? 
Uh, Gerald says, I've been watching guys for about six to eight months and got immediately hooked. First time emailing you guys. I appreciate you guys posting so consistently and actually making sense when you talk. Pistons game was close, Sam. I know deep down you're proud of them and kind of cheering for them. I uh, hope you <laughs> appreciate you guys, though. Thanks, Thanks Gerald. Gerald. Right now, were you in fact up four on uh, the if we're still dust settling Raptors. If we're still recording when that game is ending, we should watch it live here and just like. I was thinking about over. it. Yeah, <laughs> we we um, can watch it live and then make it at the end. That way, if people want to hmm. say that's enough, then they can leave. Yeah, if it's close. Uh, but thank you, Gerald. We appreciate it. Sam, were you rooting for the Pistons even a little bit in that Celtics game? No, no, I was not. <laughs> just the, just the to make thing, it clear. The good thing about doing this, though, and I really was rooting for them because I wasn't even home, so I couldn't use the Rhode Island betting app and I don't have any other ones on my phone. <laughs> so I couldn't yeah. even get insurance. Like I mm. wanted to take insurance before the game. My buddy from work got it at 1100. So he mm. bet five to win 55. I mean, I essentially saved five dollars, but I would have been a lot more relaxed in that game. Yeah, sure. But one thing about doing this is like if they lose my like consolation is they get to come on here and just be like insufferable. Yeah, it's great. Uh, next email uh, from RJ. What's poppin'? We face the Toronto Warriors question mark. Uh, never any doubt. Right, guys. I know the Celtics bench takes pride in being as good as the other team starting five. And for the first three quarters, they were. Then in the first five minutes of the fourth quarter, they showed out uh, as bench guys to help give up the lead. Um, but even then, nobody seemed to panic, which is the best thing to take away from tonight. The squad knows they can get it done as long as they focus and lock in. Weird two games. No one would have thought we'd see an overtime win and a two-point win, but both. Uh, but we got the wins. I'll wait for Celtics Twitter to lose their minds over us being the worst 25-6 and six team in NBA history. I'll just be happy with the fact that we're 25-6 and six and the best in the NBA. Be well, RJ. Not not only that, 25-6 and six in an NBA that's really talented like there's a lot of six with the hardest schedule yeah so very good very good next email time next email back-to-back nail biters from clay Raposa. i don't think we've seen clay before hello clay hey fellas hope all is well how about our boy to white oops i mean Derek. he might not be the most talented player on our team but he is our best player i agree who is more clutch than d white probably uh props to jb um the growth in his game excuse me in his game still a work in progress but incremental games are evident like scout said i'm not sure he makes that pass to cornet last year lastly o'shea is okay with me can we get this man some steady minutes that we're saying uh he is consistently impactful jack you are correct i can see that luke is better than kata thanks we've been on that for a minute uh thanks fellas keep up the good work your homie clayton appreciate you clayton thanks for the email Thanks, Clayton. Speaking of the last point about Luke and Kata, a lot of people in the comments of the last thing we did just saying, like, who cares? Enjoy both of them. And it might not even been directed at us, but yes, it is true. Like, enjoy them. They're both on your team. If you support the Celtics, the good news for you is you don't have to pick one. They're both there. So you can support both of them. Uh, Good Cornette game. Nice to see him have a nice 20 point night as a starter. It's nice Mm -hmm. to see he can fill in in those spots. I saw yep. Dan Lifshatz put something out of the Sports Hub, mm. and he deleted it. But Evan Valenti, friend of the show, had a screenshot, mm. and it was basically like, "Why are people celebrating this?" Yes, he had a great game, but it's no indication of what he can do in a playoff environment. It was like, "Shut up!" Like, can you <laughs> be happy about anything? And you're, this is coming from me. Yeah, let's tell him. I just I don't get hating on like the the little guys, like Luke Cornett. He has a twenty point game. It's found money. There is a point to like, sure, it might not be an indication of what's going to happen in a playoff game, but like, enjoy that it happened. 
like not every ninth guy or 10th guy on a team can start and have an efficient night like that and essentially dunk the game winner home clutch dunk mm-hmm. Luke Cornett in that game yesterday but like seriously just be happy with who you have I don't get it yeah I agree I agree. Um, and for what it's worth, like just because Luke Cornett is better right now, like I also think they should continue to play KD because his ceiling is higher There's and value him is important. <clears throat> exactly. So thank you, Clayton. Thanks for the email. Keep emailing us. We appreciate y'all. <clears throat> Last one from Gerald again. Raptors made a deal. Finally, we'll talk about this later Good in the show as well. Gerald. But this is about the OG and Anobi trade, uh, which, uh, yeah, I guess we can lead with that. So this will be the segue. Let's. What's up, boys? Hopefully you guys are doing well. This past Friday against the Raptors, I said they needed to blow it up. Then Saturday at 1240, the next day, they did. <laughs> I love the pieces they got back, and I believe they still need a little more scoring off the bench. RJ and Quickly are younger pieces who could grow alongside Barnes. If they want to be really competitive, they should swing for a Kelly Olenek uh, and or S. Bay from Atlanta. I was like, what? His autocorrect killed me. Sadiq Bay oh. from Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> it got me. SBR. Uh, yeah, or they could go the whole rebuild course and trade Pascal T- Siakam to Detroit or Atlanta, something like that. Uh, yeah, this can be a perfect segue. We can get into the NBA. Change that background. Uh, well, I'm adjusting the cheat. So, <laughs> all right, I'll change the background. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk about OG Ananobi, the trade to the Knicks, uh, and I guess in part how it affects the Celtics. Um, to get ahead on that part, since this is the Celtics podcast and OG Ananobi is probably in the title of the show, how it affects the Celtics probably doesn't <laughs> this probably doesn't affect affect the Celtics all too much other than the Knicks might be a slightly harder team to play in the playoffs now because they have somebody who can guard the Jays a little team. bit well yeah they can probably defend the Jays a bit better that said in my opinion this trade's a huge win for the Raptors I am super high at Emmanuel quickly I think he's awesome I think he's gonna thrive in Toronto but I swear to God, if they don't start this man, get, like just give him all the minutes. Like he's so good. I think RJ Barrett's underrated at this point. I don't think he's as good as Anobi. So like I'm not like mad that they gave him up. But giving up him quickly and what's effectively going to be a late first round pick because it's Detroit's second rounder is a lot for OG Anobi. So yeah, a bit weird. This was uh, a good example of the Masai Ujiri ransom. He got a haul for Anobi. Somebody who a lot of teams have been clamoring for. The Pacers have been reportedly interested. The Kings were reportedly interested. I believe at one point the Warriors were linked to him too. Those are all quality teams with decent things to give you. And the Knicks kind of snuck in there. I don't know how much we had on the Knicks being in on this. I know when the report came out today, the report was they were on it for a long time. There's Leon Rose, the GM, and his son is Ananobi's agent and all that stuff coming out. So a little eyeball emoji there. But from a Celtics perspective, solely looking at the Knicks, because the Knicks are the relevant team now, right? The Raptors, I think it's a good move for them, and we'll get into it. But the Knicks are the team that's the most competitive of the two. To me, it feels like a lateral of a move. I feel like they didn't get worlds better from this. I think Ananobi's a good player. I think he's a quality player. He can defend really well, and he can knock down threes. He is the ideal player for a competitive team. So good job for the Knicks by getting him to join their fun team. But at the same time, you gave up two key rotation pieces from, from your current squad, or your, I guess your ex-squad, whatever you want. Not now. They're gone now, not current anymore. But quickly gave them real minutes off the bench. He's helped them win games in the past. He killed the Celtics last spring or early – 
early spring, late winter, whatever it was. He had like 50 points or something crazy. 40-something points. It was an overtime game. They lost. And then you give up R.J. Barrett, who a lot of Knicks fans apparently were split on. But he was one of the guys that they had hopes that the team would build around going forward. He was young. He was somebody that they could maybe usher in a new generation of talent around once it came to that. But they're all in on this current group of Brunson, Randall, and the fellas, which is fine. I think I think Brunson's a fine player. But besides that, there's nobody that's like really knock your socks off good. Certainly not Randall. He, he puts up numbers every once in a while. He's had a nice stretch lately. But do you trust him in a playoff series? No. Last season, he was asked in the playoffs. You can't, you can't rely on him. Bringing in Ananobi makes you a better defensive team, but you lose two offensive scoring options. When you have Randall as, as one of your main guys, you could use that. You could use the extra punch. You're muted. Sorry, thank you. I think Anobi has wanted a larger offensive role for a while, and now he'll get a chance to have that. So Fair. I'm curious to see how that goes for He's him in solid. New York. I will also say, in a weird way, I think this does make the Knicks better, but I also think they lost how the trade. So that's the thing. Probably you not much. I mean? But but I think now you can play Dante DiVincenzo and Quentin Grimes more minutes at those spots, who are both very good players. And so sure. they can step up, play more minutes there. Even Josh Hart. Uh, <clears throat> yep, Josh Hart can get more minutes. I think Miles McBride could probably see a little bit more action in some of these games. He's a very good defensive-minded guard, too. So they're going to be a very defense-first team. Again, curious to see how OG Nanobi takes on a larger offensive role if they give it to him, which I can't imagine they wouldn't at this point. Um <clears throat> And also you add in the context of OG Ananobi needs an extension at the end of the year, or he needs a new contract. Manuel quickly also needs a new contract at the end of the year. And a point I saw on Twitter was, and this wasn't necessarily arguing that the Knicks won the trade, but just like adding some context that Emmanuel quickly is going to want like 25 plus and OG Ananobi is probably also going to want 25 plus. Who would you rather pay 25 plus two if you're the Knicks? Right. Yeah. I mean, when you have exactly if you have Brunson already, you have, you know, uh, DiVincenzo, you have Grimes, you have all these guards. You'd probably rather spend that money elsewhere. Jake Fisher, friend of the pod, uh, reported this as well. Knicks didn't land Ananobi without an understanding of his own financial considerations. Ananobi held meetings with several agencies this past offseason when he decided to leave clutch sports, telling potential representation that he was interested in a larger offensive role uh, that would be commensurate. Uh, I think that's the word with a salary figure in the ballpark of 40 million in average annual value. However, I don't know. We did leave those potential agents with the impression that who you, he would be willing to accept a smaller figure if he were to have landed in New York. So it sounds like he also wanted to be here and, and would be willing to take a discount to play here. <clears throat> I think this is going to be an extremely good defensive basketball team. And I think the offensive ceiling depends on how good Ananobi is with a larger offensive role. I, I don't, it, it's weird. I, I think the Raptors won because I like the talent they got better than the overall talent the Knicks got, but I do understand why the Knicks would want to do something like this. So I saw it on Twitter today. Weird. This also might be a situation where like both teams win, which is okay sure. for everyone to talk about. It happens. I think, yeah. I think for what the Raptors are trying to do, this is great. Great. You now have younger Raptors. players you can put around Scotty Barnes and put your team together for the next couple of years. It seems like that's their plan. Let's just look at Ananobi's last game as a Raptor. 12 points on 5 of 8, 2 of 4 from 3. So, yeah, he really didn't get a whole lot of opportunities, especially last night against the Celtics in 37 minutes. Yeah. But 
if you're trying to get younger, Scotty Barnes is a decent piece. He just won rookie, rookie of the year two years ago. A little bit of a sophomore slump. But now you have R.J. Barrett, who's Canadian, by the way. Yep. I'm sure they all love that. <laughs> Very quickly, fun. Who has proven that he can be a scoring guard in this league. I don't know how great he's going to hold up on the defensive end. But in terms of an offensive output team, the Raptors have potential to be fun. They are headed in the right direction now, and they did it without having to have a tank season, a, a season where they're the Pistons, essentially, and, and just losing and losing and losing and losing. Like last year, the Pistons lost, 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 mm-hmm. hope to get Wemby, pick fifth. It doesn't always yeah. work. They're making their yeah. own look. Good good for you, Jerry. He doesn't back down. We talked about him this summer Respect. when it came out like he was like reportedly hard to deal with or whatever. That's what you want. If that guy's yeah. running your team, you want that. You want him to be a dog in trades. Get what you want. And they also got picks. They got a second rounder. They get anything else or just a second? It was rounder? just the second. But the second is Detroit's Pistons. second this year. So, so it's it'll like be the 30 31st. 31st. Yeah. <laughs> Effectively. So good for Listen. good for both sides. Yeah. Sure. We'll see how it works. Hopefully it doesn't affect the Celtics. Hope they roll them regardless. And they should. But I do they think both everybody. teams. I think both teams are in a more fun spot now, weirdly enough. Even the Knicks. Like, I, I think OG's defense and OG's, like, the new presence could help bring a little spark to. I don't know. I, I don't I don't hate it. Knicks fan, none too pleased. Yeah. Mm. Well, Big they RJ. all love quick. Oh, interesting. I was going to say they all love quickly, but. All right. I think he liked quickly, too. He was pissed. Yeah, that's he tough. One. Henry, Henry woke me up because I was still asleep. Cause of, of course, course he did. Um, he goes, Jack, big trade. I go. Who? And he makes me guess. I'm like, oh, Siakam. He goes, less. I'm like, OG. And he goes, yeah. And what landed on the Knicks? I go, what'd they give up? And I said, I don't know, like picks, probably like Fournier's contract, something like that, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, nope. I'm like, don't tell me they give up quickly. And he goes, yep. I'm like, shit. What else? Well, that's when I said, fine. Was it quickly Fournier's contract and picks? And like, he goes, no. And I go, what like i i was lost i was like they, how do they match the salary then i have no idea tell me he goes rj go what the fuck do you mean rj barrett is what so it is it is definitely two very talented players for one i think the question is going to be does that one fit better and work better long term which we'll see i think it's 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 we'll see, end up seeing what happens but all right next thing we got is did the pistons win a game sam tell me we don't know yet we don't know yet. <laughs> they are up at, as we ask the question at 7:49 p.m. They are up 83 to 81 with 2:13 to play in the third quarter. I got it ahead on mine. They're up 87 to 85 with 45 seconds left in okay. the third quarter. So they're up two against the Raptors. <clears throat> if you're curious, uh, who is playing well? Siakam has 28 through three quarters. Um, Alec Burks has 16 off the bench. Hasn't missed from three yet. Three of three. Mm. Cade Cunningham already has a double double with 16 and 11 assists. Kevin Knox has 17 points. So a weird game. Kevin uh, Knox had 17 points against Celtics. I'd be mad as hell. <laughs> he started last night or two nights ago against the Celtics. Um, okay. Yeah. The Pistons have not won though. They have officially tied the record for the most losses in a row. They've lost the most in a row in a single season already. They are the worst. They're probably the worst team in basketball ever right now. Like they, they are on the way to becoming the worst team in basketball history. This is so funny. It's so funny. It's so good, man. I love it. It's so, so good much. for the game. This is awesome. <laughs> Worldwide yeah. Wobs League Pass menu for December 30th, 2023. 
Raptors yeah. at Pistons. Fun rating 97. <laughs> it's facts. Oh it's so facts. Every time the Pistons are on now, we're like, dude, Pistons day. Got to pay yeah. attention. See if they win. <laughs> Pistons day, baby. Gotta we love need expansion Pistons. so bad just so there can be more bad teams. <laughs> It's very funny. The best part is there are a decent amount of really bad teams this year. It's that no one's as bad as the Pistons and no one cares, right? Like the Wizards are six and 25. The Hornets are seven and 23 and the Spurs are five and 26, but the Pistons are two and 25. So no one is paying attention. It would be more fun if the Wizards were the two and 29 team. <clears throat> yeah. Cause you picked the Pistons. <laughs> I like the Pistons, and I also think it would be hilarious that Jordan Poole would be steering the ship for the worst team in NBA history. The Celtics have may have excuse me. The Celtics have won more games than the four franchises of the Wizards, Hornets, Pistons, and Spurs this season. You probably keep throwing teams in. Nah, that was it. I checked. That was that was the most you could throw in because really? then the next one is nine win Blazers, and that takes you to like twenty nine. Okay, stand by on that one then. But <clears throat> very funny. Very, very funny. Um, okay, next thing we got is our Podly NBA standings check-in. Let's take a look around the league, see where everybody's at. Um, as we surpass the quarter point in the season, we're approaching the halfway point, which is terrifying because I don't want basketball to be over. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is good for ratings, if we want to call it that. Because now people are starting to trickle in and care. We've seen it over the last couple of weeks. More and mm. more people paying attention, which is good for us. And before we know it, the playoffs will be here. Which, formerly known as the most wonderful time of the year last year, has uh, shined a poor light on that. <laughs> sure. Not After further review, not the most wonderful time of the year at all. Awful. Christmas. <clears throat> not Christmas either. <laughs> most wonderful time of the year. Halloween-ish time. Basketball Man. back, birthday, and of course the holiday. If if you're into it, I'm not. I still like the playoffs. Uh, Celtics owners of the longest win streak in basketball at 25. It is still insane to see a number larger than 20 in this win streak in this streak column. At column. <laughs> um, Bucks and Sixers and Heat won two, two, and four in a row respectively. The Heat have overtaken the Magic. <clears throat> Excuse me, four home court advantage, four seed. That'd be a pretty fun series. Uh, yeah, you know, standing that. says Magic. 19 and 12 heat 19 and 13 per nba.com heat lost to the jazz today so maybe mine Google's must not, not have updated the then yes you're right my it's not updated heat did just lose to the jazz so they will fall half a game below the magic um behind them are the Cavs and the knicks then the pacers hornets have now lost 10 straight so they are just as uh <clears throat> funny to watch right now adam silver put in the call he was like hey listen this pistons <laughs> team is going to win eventually we need something to fall back on Yep. yep. How fire would it be if the all-time streak for games lost consecutively was set twice in the same season mm-hmm. by different teams? You're thinking too small. What if it was both by the Pistons? <laughs> what if they did it well, again? Oh, if they won and then they lost another 29 straight or whatever? <laughs> yes. That would, that, be would be, that would be the best. You're right. Um, next, out West, Thunder have won three in a row. They're coming for the Timberwolves to top the West. Thunder big breakout year. I know we all predicted it, but I don't think anybody predicted this much. I didn't think Grizz- it would be this much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grizzlies have now lost two in a row. Um, oh, the Rockets man. have lost three. The Suns are back on the winning wagon two in a row, but they are four and six in their last 10. So are the Mavs. Not great. Um, 
no super good. Actually, there's three eight and two teams in their last 10. Thunder Nuggets, Clippers. Clippers have clammed all the way up to the four seed in the Western Conference. Two losses were without Kawhi. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then the Spurs, <clears throat> tragic. Two and eight in their last 10. Warriors, still bottom feeding, still below 500. They've lost their last two. Looking like a good year for the Grizzlies to have that Warriors pick that could have been the Celtics. <laughs> Tell you right now. I want the Warriors to keep losing because I think if the Warriors keep losing, there's going to be pressure on things to change means we could see Wiggins gone, which is on Mm. the sheet. We could see clay gone, which Mm -hmm. is interesting. I'm just curious. I want to see what happens. I want to see what happens if they get put under a little bit of pressure here. I don't think they're trying to do what they did in 2020 again, which is be ass and then pick (laughs) and then miss on the pick. I agree. I agree. Which they won't, Wiggins, they won't even have. They won't even have. Wiggins could be the next guy on the trade block. Uh, the Grizzlies do have their picks by way of the Celtics from the KP trade. Um, no, from the Portland has it from by way of the Drew trade. Sorry, I'm getting all mixed up now. Celtics got However, it from, from the Grizzlies. Yes. Trade. Um, but Andrew Wiggins could be the next guy on the trade block. Uh, Tim Kawakami of The Athletic, though I've said in the past the Warriors might be reluctant to trade Wiggins so soon after he signed a relatively bargain rate contract extension, specifically so he could remain with the team. I've since heard that this would not be a major barrier for the Warriors to explore the Wiggins trade market now. Sam, you think it would be fun to see that happen? Well, I don't think so, because if he comes to the East, I don't think it would be fun anymore. And I saw a lot of Bucks fans saying we got the salary, make it happen. Wouldn't want him. that to happen. Uh, you could pull together... Bobby Portis, Pat Connaught, and and some other smaller things, and get up there pretty quickly. Box. Do you really want to give up Bobby Bobby Portis? Like he's a big he's a big like contributor for them. You know what I'm I saying? I know he is. Like, but if you have a chance to get Wiggins, a, a guy like objectively, they don't have anybody to guard Tatum and Brown right now. And so, do you prioritize that bench piece, which as great as Bobby Portis is, like that's probably more important in the regular season? Or are you willing to sacrifice it get a guy who you know will be useful in the playoffs? I'm not saying yes, definitely do it. And again, also wouldn't be, you know, great for their depth, but you could get there with Bobby Portis, Pat Connor, and Marjan Bochamp. Uh, and I believe that salary would work for them to make the trade for Wiggins. So I'm just saying it's a possibility. Same thing with the Sixers. Sixers, another team that could do it very easily. Yeah, uh, Tobias Harris. Or even Marcus Morris. They don't have to give up Tobias Harris. Forget about that Marcus Morris salary. Yeah. And, yeah, and no, no. all the salary. Do you take back that it would be fun? But I also think like the Kings could be a team like because they were in Ananobi. So like that salary works. Pacers could be a team. Raptors. Uh, Get all the Canadians. Get get them up there. Just just trot them all up there. That's new rule. (laughs) New rule. All Canadian guys just play on the Raptors. Shea, Jamal Murray, RJ, Dylan Brooks, Wiggins. And then Zach Eady. Kelly Olenek. Get him up. Get him up there. Celtics don't have any Canadians, right? Uh, Delano Banton. They can. They can. Delano Banton, Kelly Olynyk. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, Andrew Wiggins would be a very tradable O'Shea. piece. O'Shea, true, he'd be gone too. Maybe not. Um, a very tradable contract. A guy a lot of teams around the league would definitely want. Uh, you bet your ass the Bucks, Sixers, Heat would all be in on that. You bet the Cavs would absolutely be in on that. Culture guy. <clears throat> You think so? Or are you being sarcastic? No, no. I think if he went there, he would be like a big heat culture story. Yeah, he'd be because like all yeah. the all the rumblings is he's out of shape and 
after he mm. went to spend time with his dad or whatever happened last year. Like he hasn't been the same, hasn't been as sharp, like all that. He would go down to Miami and he'd be putting whatever chambers they use to revitalize their guys or get them to yeah. be superhuman and he'd be back. So even the Knicks, the Knicks could make a play if Wiggins comes available, right? Like you throw Fournier's contract in there, you could have a nasty defensive lineup. Um, if I'm the Warriors, I would be interested in Knicks package because you could get some draft picks from them. And at this yes. point, you got to start thinking about that. I don't know what you do. Like, do you do what the Celtics did if you're the Warriors? Do you trade away Curry and and Clay and try and get like a future foundation built from those guys? I don't think I don't you think do. You can trade. I think Curry. Curry's legacy is too strong, and so is Clay's to do that. But it has to be something that trickles through Mike Dunleavy's mind. He could be like, "Damn, I could be Danny Ainge. I, I could get the next Tatum and Brown just for trading Curry away." That do you think the trade package for Curry would be the biggest we've ever seen? It's hard to say because I feel like we see the biggest we've ever seen in a lot of different ways. Like you can see big trades happen nowadays where it's like Gobert and they have five first round picks go out for them. But at the same time, there have been trades throughout history that have panned out to be big. Like the Brooklyn trade, right? That it worked out massively for the Celtics and they got those unprotected picks. But at the time, like they gave the Nets gave less than Minnesota did. They gave less Mm -hmm. picks. Yeah. Maybe where do you think uh where would Curry get traded? It would be some desperate team like Charlotte. I could see a Charlotte doing it or something. Let's see. Let let's think about teams that are like almost there. Almost their teams, but they definitely don't have hope. Like uh I don't know. I, I like wonder Atlanta. if Minnesota I wonder if Minnesota would be in. If I'm Minnesota, I'm not touching <clears throat> what I have going on right th- this year. True. <clears throat> True. Like oh, true. I don't know, man. Really That's a bad display for me. Like it's such a weird see, question. I'm flipping through my head. Like I can see I Dallas if, do it. I wonder if Philly would do it. They don't have the picks to make it happen. If I'm Philly, you pair Steph with Embiid. That's easily the best player he's ever played with in his life. You'd see Chicago try and do it. I don't think they <laughs> have anything. Would probably try. But they could try. They could New try York. their best. New York would probably try. You don't care. Brooklyn. It does not it's not a great fit. Brooklyn, Brooklyn doesn't learn try. their lesson. They're like, we are back. Phoenix, <laughs> they don't have anything left, but they could try. Would you trade? I'd say, see, Bradley spent a great run, Mr. Beal. Get the yeah, fuck thanks out for of three here. games. <laughs> Imagine that'd be the funniest shit. Uh, anyways, we don't have to actually talk about that. Wiggins is on the trade block, is the point. Let's uh, let's get into the rat list here. Would you like to kick us off? Uh, I would, I would. Uh, yes. Rat list, the SEPTA. So if you've never been to Philadelphia, you have been to Philadelphia. What's this? But they have. I'm gonna fucking explain it, dickhead. Okay. Um. Fuck you. <laughs> I'll tell you what the SEPTA is. SEPTA is Philadelphia's subway. Mm. They have. It's actually their public transit. Uh, Southeastern Pennsylvania Transit Authority, I think. Anyways, train. My man was just smoking on the train, dude. Just. Just ripping a cig right next to us. I was yeah. like, what is going on here? Also, SEPTA, the people I was with disagreed with me. Makes me think of Septic Tank. Like, bad it does. name. That's what I thought originally as well. Bad name. <clears throat> That's what I, I assumed. And they, only have, they um, only have two trains. They have one that goes up the city and one that goes across. They don't have, like, branched out. They have trolleys, but they don't have subways that go across. Like, they, like, they have, like Vegas. I think it makes an X. Yeah. 
That sounds like Vegas, like the useless one train that only goes one half of the strip. That, you know what I'm saying? I know it's not yeah. the exact same, but the same like stupidity of it. Mind you, I spent like four hours in Philadelphia, so I know the whole city. But <laughs> train not good. Train of all the metro systems I've ever seen, lowest on the power rankings. Worse than Vegas. That doesn't count. Okay, that's monorail is not metro. Control. Sure, sure. Okay. I'm always astounded. I had a conversation with my friend like last year, and he was like, you'd be shocked at how few cities actually have metros. Like we live in Boston, you live in Rhode Island, and so it's like a thing. You know, like, oh yeah, the commuter rail. Everyone has like I wish we did. I know, but like the commuter rail comes down there and stuff. So like it does. It is crazy that like as much as I shit on the T, which I'm gonna do in a second, um, like how like 90% of cities in the U.S. just don't have anything like that. It's like drive or walk or figure it out. Like, it's crazy. It is a very, like, cool thing to have that I enjoy. But Rattles the T, uh, <laughs> dog shit, back-to-back. Uh, -back. One, it just took forever yesterday for whatever reason. Like, it was moving slow. It took a while to get there. It took, like, 15 – I had to wait 10 minutes, blah, blah, blah. The other day when I went, I walked up, saw my train leaving, then had to wait 18 minutes for my next train. What the fuck? However, Sam, the worst part, the real T Ratless today. Announcement comes on. The green line will be shutting down from the 2nd of January to the 14th, and then from the 16th to the 28th for rail work. Well, at least you can use now, it on the 15th. <laughs> so it was something like there's like a two day break. It's like something yeah. useless. Listen, I don't need to use the green line to get to the garden, so I'm lucky. It's very nice. I can use the red line, then I can take the orange line instead of the green, and then I can take the orange line back, and it's fine. I can't. The green line is usually how I get to my buddy's house, so I'll have to find a different way there. But how That's are you going hard. to shut down an entire line of your train for two chunks of like a week and a half at a time? People use that to get to their job every day, and you're just saying, sorry. Well, enough for nothing. Like This was the time down. to do it. Like the holidays when people aren't working. Yeah. Like, if you, you want to be like, people are using it to go to work like not a lot of people work in like the last two weeks but the first two weeks the people are fucked what are we doing well uh, like yes but also they can be like can't come to work green line perfect excuse sorry i was late green line yeah but also north station on the green line north station's gonna be on the green line though so people get into the games celtics games are gonna That's be bad for the celtics yeah much harder to get to Celtics aren't gonna be um, home that much though right uh just i mean i'm not sure but just might be good for you then ratless in general um the celtics are yeah they are away a decent amount in january yeah. actually so i guess it doesn't matter but still just fuck you it's some shit let's see ratless mm. my girlfriend so we were driving oh, back no. uh home today sure and yeah. we took turns driving it was a five-hour ride which is uh another story not good but not fun she was driving. I have my, I think the Ananobi trade had happened like 10 minutes ago. So I'm kind of like going through, seeing what people have to say, like as one does when news breaks like this and she's driving and I just hear this. <gasps> I thought I was reading my last words ever. I thought we were about to get in a head on clash, crash. And I'm like, yeah. what? What? I thought we were about to die. She's like, oh, no, I thought I forgot, like, gifts for my friends. But I, I have them. I was like, oh, good. Glad you got them. I thought I'd just eaten my last meal. 
Like top five places not to gasp behind the wheel. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, cockpit of a plane. That's a bad one. That's real bad. Um, let's see. What else do I got? Uh, Ratless Duke. It wasn't that bad. He just he likes to be all up in your shit when you're trying to eat something. So he'll like. I had like food on the couch the other night and he, I set up like barriers. <clears throat> like I put up a bunch of blankets on either side of me, creating like a fucking moat or like the inverse or whatever, like a big wall around me. Um, <clears throat> and Duke just started like slowly climbing over it. Like I wouldn't see him, his fat fucking ass climbing <laughs> over the wall, his 100 pound dumbass trying to sneak over it. Um, <clears throat> no, but. I don't know. I don't have much rat list for you. I think I, I burned a lot of it out um, on the last one. Uh, anti ratless the new shoes I got for Christmas. You give your next rat list, uh, and I'll grab my new Tatums to show which ones they are. How about okay. that? Okay. All right. -list. So rat list is uh, any road trip. Now, this comes from me. I am very fortunate. My mom uh, is a flight attendant. So oftentimes when we have to travel throughout my life, it has been uh, courtesy of her family passes. So I'm very used to flying, being places quick, and not having to worry about uh, being on, on the highways, getting between states, dealing with tolls. First and foremost, we will rat list Apple Maps. Apple Maps decided to give a detour today. And the detour was to get off an exit, go through a toll, drive, take a U-turn on the off highway road turn back around and go back through the toll so essentially apple maps was like here paying extra two dollars <laughs> in cahoots in cahoots with uh trying to get your money state of new jersey uh also rat list anyone who decides to get an accident on a two-lane highway ass and rat list yeah. double rat list on the accident thing because we were driving and Apple Maps go, Siri, that dumb fuck goes, Hey, <laughs> would you like me to reroute you? There is an accident 38 miles away. Yeah. Buddy, by the time I get there, the accident's gone. It's gone. <laughs> so, anyways, we end up on this off, like we didn't take 95 for a lot, a lot of the drive back. We took like different highways that went around 95. Yeah. And one of them was two lanes and there was mad traffic. There was this guy in a Chevy Tahoe driving like 55 in the left lane. I could not get around him for the life of me. Yep. I was about to have a brain aneurysm behind the wheel. I thought it was bad when my girlfriend like had the panic attack over the Christmas <laughs> gift. I saw this guy in the Tahoe and I was like, my God, I'm going to have a stroke. Does Kalen, does Kalen drive acceptable speed? Yeah, she's fine. And when I'm in the passenger mm. seat, what do I care? But when it's me driving, baby, yeah, yeah you better yeah, yeah. get out of the way. Yep. Ass. <clears throat> yep. Overall ass. Uh, speaking of ass, Pistons mm. up how much? 11? 11. Yeah. Pistons oh, up 11. <clears throat> Five minutes left. Uh, oh, here it comes. Anti-Ratless anti shoes I got for Christmas. My mom got me a couple pairs. These are not the Tatums, but I wore these to the game yesterday. Some Adidas. Very clean, very nice like shoes. Those. Big fan, very comfortable. I, very nice. Are those the Nizza shoes? N I Z Z A. 
I have no idea where would it say that. I don't know. On the I, box. Not, I couldn't tell you. I don't have the box. Uh, they're made in Vietnam. Nice. <laughs> That's the information I got. Uh, and these are the Tatums I got. Sorry, they weren't all white, but they are. South oh, those, Beach. those ones I have. Oh, well, yeah, they're very nice. I, I like too. the colors. I like them too. Good Colors shoes. Very dope. But yeah, Auntie Ratless, my mom, who I walked out of here to grab them and she goes, take your headphones off. I go, what? She goes, are you doing the rat list? I said, yes. Am I on the rat list? No, it's anti rat list. She goes, okay, good. Am I <laughs> so, on the rat list? <laughs> she was very concerned, but that's all I got. You got any more rat list? Uh, you know, I don't. All right. I don't. All right. Well, we can wrap there then. Um, you know, thank you for tuning in. I mean, we can we can edit it in. Do you want to edit in our reaction to the end of the Pistons game here? Yeah, we. I don't know. Like, it's tough because we've been like laughing at the Pistons for two weeks now. If they break the streak, we don't talk about it. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, we can. We'll we'll edit in our our end our reaction to the end of the Pistons game right here. Um, okay. But editing Jack here. It's three sixteen in the morning. The first upload of the podcast didn't go up correctly because we tried to react to the Pistons game. Fuck you, Sam, for wanting to watch the Pistons. I now despise the Pistons because I was trying to sleep, but the video got blocked. So from now on, I hate the Pistons, uh, and I blame you, Sam, and I hope you hear this. Goodbye. No Pistons reaction. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. How about them Celtics? Appreciate y'all for a monster year for us. Uh, let me let me see. How many subscribers did we gain this year in total? We'll give we'll give you all the year recap real quick. Bitch, we gained uh, uh, seventeen fifty. Let's take a look. We are at nineteen hundred ninety six right now. So hopefully, we get four more from this video. When you hit two K by the end of the year, that'd be a last year of the year, baby. It's coming down to it. We had a nice little surge, but this calendar year in 2023, we gained 1,756. What did you say? Oh, <laughs> I said 1750. You were very close. Holy shit. Bang. Uh, and we had 547,587 views. So thank y'all very much for a phenomenal year, more than we could have asked for. Uh, happy New Year. Thank you very much. Uh, subscribe, leave a review on Apple, all that good stuff, and I'll let Sam take it out. Yes, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. You can find all of our full-length pods here on the YouTube channel. You can also find game recaps, film breakdowns, trade breakdowns, 30-minute pregame streams, and talk and sees. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of them because we're putting stuff up every day at 5 a.m., just like Jack told you earlier in the pod. You can also leave a like, leave a comment, tell us what you thought of the OG Ananobi trade, what you thought of this potential Pistons win, and also what you think of Wemby, because you're seeing him later today. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple and Audible, according to our man there in the email. So leave a five-star rating on all of them. Follow us. You can get the audio versions of any full-length pod and game recap right to your inbox. You can find us via email hbtcpod at gmail.com you can also be entered in the impop nito giveaway whether you want to email us or comment say what's popping and you will get your name up on the wheel to win ten dollars to the online store you can reach out to us via socials at how about them sees twitter instagram tiktok facebook is just the name of the podcast you can find our pregames there youtube and twitter jack's twitter is at jack's money nba mine is at sam lafrance nba that's it for us 